0: Welcome to the Barons Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin.
1: And I'm your co-host, Dean, and we'd like to let you know where you can find us.
0: The best way to find our socials is on our link tree at The Barons Hideout, which has our Twitter, Instagram, and podcast links.
1: And you can find me on Instagram at deanofthedeadhotsauce, on Facebook under Dean Sharp, and also my website, www.Deanofthedead.com.
0: Lastly, if you wish to support us further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. Now, to the show. Austin, uh, Dean's not able to make it today, but that's okay because we have a special guest today, Brett Parker, who is the main—I um, would say you're pretty much the main host over on Dissect that Film. But you have other people that you know um, that uh, that work with you on the show as well. But um, you're pretty much the face of it, so it's awesome to have you have you on, Brett, to uh, talk about Child's Play, and um, I want you to kind of you know talk to our listeners and to know where they can find you if there's anything that you're doing right now that you want to promote so um i'm going to give you the floor for a little bit and you can uh i've had it man
2: oh thank you thank you it's an honor to be here i'm a huge fan of the show thank you thank you um i am brett parker i am the host of dissect that film where me and my wonderful co-host dan and angela of dna gaming we sit down and talk about movies we dissect as as our intro is we dissect your favorite films film franchises and tv it's it's something i started when we first changed our name but it just kind of stuck even though there's some movies that probably aren't going to be your favorite uh but yeah we just sit down we i i say we're called dissect that film but it's it's as minimal dissection as you can get we kind of break down the plots of movies um we do we try to incorporate some comedy into it um even with the serious stuff. And yeah, we just, it's just about sit down, having a good time talking about movies, which is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I finally just said, let's do it.
0: Yeah. And but, the was um... great. Like I was saying, even before we started, like, I love your show. I listen to it as much as I possibly can. And, um, I think the last thing this put out was uh, The Terminator um, Genesis, uh, yeah. which I, I'm kind of like half and half of that film. Like I like it, but I also don't, um, so I think you everything that uh you guys were talking about throughout that whole episode really you know uh kind of sums up what that movie is and um uh, you guys did it a lot with with a lot of movies like you did um all of the <laughs> Friday the thirteenth movies in in one episode, which was nuts It's like that I can't believe they did out. that, but Woo! you guys did it, and that was that was awesome as well
2: <laughs> i I pitched that and uh I didn't fully comprehend how much it was going to. Take, but I feel it came out really well. Oh, it did! It definitely <laughs> was did. one where I was like, Ooh, "We got to talk about eleven movies here. This is going to be a long one." But uh, I think we we did pretty good on that one.
3: Oh yeah, for but, sure. Uh,
2: but yeah, it, it, this is um, it's something that I've I've wanted to do for a long time. Talk about movies. I mean, I've been you know just you know sitting down talking to you know people in my family or my friends about movies. I don't really have a lot of people I can really talk to that way. Um, you know, my brother was the one who started the show with me and he's the one that what I'd always have those conversations with. And so that's why we started the show and he had to step away from the show back in September. So I brought Dan and Angelon on who were actually, they, they had guests on the show probably more times than certain people were actually the hosts of the show. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to bring them in and we changed the name of course. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a wild year and a half. It's definitely the longest like side project I've ever been a, a part of. Um, And I don't see it ending anytime soon. It's been a fun ride.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's like how I think um like my show is going as well as it started out as just like a fun little project, but then it just evolves into something that you may not be completely like prepared for, but you're also like, this is awesome. Like yeah. I like, I'm so happy that I'm able to do something like this. Yeah, it may, it's not paying the bills or anything like that. It's not, not we're going to make a lot of money off this, but it's 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 fun to just sit and talk about your favorite things. Uh like mainly a horror podcast over here. I know that you guys you cover a wide range of everything. So, um I I really do you know highly recommend uh anybody who listens to our show to please go check out I like that film because you, you did do amazing work over there, and uh, I'm always coming out of all the episodes laughing or smile on my face or change of mind on certain films too, which um happens with uh some other podcasts that I listen to as well, So you never know um what you're gonna be getting into when you listen to uh other people's shows, and there's a lot of them out there, so to be able to stick out um in any kind of way uh is always a really cool feeling and um i feel like that you and your crew over there definitely uh stick out um amongst all the other shows that i listen to because i've had to unfortunately like boil down to only a, a few shows i listen to um it's about 10 and you guys are are definitely in that uh in that 10 so that's it's awesome to have you on here too
2: <laughs> that is that is uh that's always amazing to hear you know to. To have somebody say that it really uh, makes it all worth it.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And um, knowing that you listen to our show as well, it, it, this means that our family in the podcast community is just—it's just growing so big. Like, yeah, I may not be able to listen to a lot of podcasts out there, but I do support everybody anyway. Cause there's mm-hmm. only so much time in a day, and so much you can listen to or or do. Um, and it sucks. I, I wish there was an unlimited amount of time or we didn't have to sleep or anything. Um, <laughs> so we could, you know, catch up on the things that we really want to catch up on. Um, yeah. It, it's a bit rough, but it, it, when you can sit down and enjoy a show that's like an hour to two hours, um, I've had a, I think our longest episode we've had is probably two hours and 45 minutes here on this show, and that's a lot. That
2: <laughs> we've done that we've done that a couple of times back in the before we were dissect that film. we went by the Parker Chronicles because it was me and my brother who started it and uh I never edited the show, so it was kind- of, and we live streamed it on Twitch so
0: been there done that <laughs> it was
2: it was when I started streaming to the end of the stream, and then I would just release it and for actually we started in about april of twenty twenty one and we didn't release our first episode like for people to listen to on podcast services until i think almost the end of may okay so it was pretty much like either you were at the live stream or you didn't hear the episode so there was like one week in may where i released like the first six or seven episodes of the show and one of them was uh our godzilla king of the monsters episode which was three three hours long because we had uh our now co-host dan and then we had another uh guy on the show who was a huge godzilla fan and they just kind of geeked out the whole time (laughs) and i just let him go and it went really long so i try not to get it to that point anymore but there are sometimes it's just we get i i talk a lot so um sometimes i look down at the recording time i'm like oh no yeah (laughs) i did that too i gotta edit
0: (laughs) Uh, i've been trying to be really good and keeping things from like 15 minutes to like an hour 20 i feel like that's a really good sweet spot right there because it's not too long but it's it's long enough for people to be like wow okay they really did cover everything especially for interviews um when it comes to movie reviews it's okay if it's a little bit longer because you're talking about a film and there's a lot of things to go over like today we're going to be talking about child's play the 1988 one um and then i i cannot wait to really dive into this because it's it's definitely one of my favorite um Movies in in a slasher verse, uh, if you want to call it that. um So it's awesome to have you on here. And I know you you handpicked this one yourself throughout the whole list that I, yeah. that I I had um because there's a lot of there was a lot of movies. A on lot
2: there. of great movies on that list, but when I see anything Child's Play related, I mean we covered Child's Play on our show back in October. Uh, it was one of our extra uh, spooky time uh, episode for the end of October. It was I think we actually released it around Halloween. But uh, yeah, I love I love this movie so much. It's it's one of those things where I don't just love this movie. I love this entire franchise. Like, it's just it's one of my favorite slasher franchises. Like, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Halloween. I love Scream. But this is like I I just love this silly concept that they took from actually. a I mean, we'll we'll get into it. But like the doll that they based Chucky on, I I had as a kid so oh, it was really like, <laughs> it was like it was a little bit broad a little bit i was just that weirdo it was like kids were just like nope and i was just like yeah i'm all about this
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's nuts and um this is like you were saying this is your favorite um essentially out of the slashes and stuff and it is mine too it's probably it always flip-flops because Halloween's always my it's going to be my number one forever it's always going to be halloween the whole franchise you know it's a bit messy in, in in parts but i mean this is a pretty messy uh, so, franchise as so well so <laughs> much, <boy. laughs> um but um yeah it's always flip-flopping between uh Nightmare on Elm Street and this one for for second place um there's just certain days or months where i feel i don't know like i'm i'm being pulled towards this one more or the other one um but yeah it's it's such a fun ride any any of these slasher franchises that you want to know, watch or dive into. They're all fun. They're all goofy. Um, They don't really take themselves too seriously. And when they do, they fall flat. Um, And this is a franchise where they did try doing that, and it just turned into more of a comedic slasher more than anything. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely elements of that in the first one, for sure. But they were going for more of a, like, a psychological... um, Mm -hmm dark, um, slasher, with a little bit of comedy mixed in just to kind of, you know, uh, tone it out a little bit. Uh, and Brad Dourif is just, he's hes a god, man. Brad Dourif is great. <laughs> the only Chucky in my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess right now we can definitely you know, start diving into this. I'll pull up the IMDB and we can run through some of the people that were in this film. Um, there's actually quite a bit. Um, you don't really think about it, but there is. And I, I'm not going to stick to, like, the main people um, because there, there's a lot. But um, for everybody who doesn't know, we have Katherine um, Hicks, who played um, Karen, Chris Sarandon, who played um, Mike, Alex Vincent, who played Andy, of course. And then we have Brad Dourif, who voiced and played um, Rosalie Ray and voiced uh, Chucky. Those are the, the four big ones, and um, only two of the four have carried on into other yeah. um, movies or even the TV show, essentially, which the TV show is amazing if you haven't oh, seen it. God. So good. And uh, <laughs> it was also directed by Tom Holland. Um, Not and- the
2: Tom Holland that, you you know, if there's some people out there... I- <laughs> like really? It was like he's like 20 something years old, not that Tom Holland, everybody
0: relax. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, not the other one, you know, the one that did like Fright Night and stuff like that. And, and and that's another reason why I think um Chris Sarandon was part of this project because he was working on other things with him and Tom was like, "Hey, you want to come on and uh and do this?" and you know, he was Don fantastic
2: on... in uh in Fright Night, so oh yeah for sure deserved
0: to be in this. Yeah. Um when I talk to a lot of people who um, grew up in the eighties. I'm a nineties baby, but I love eighties movies. Um, and anybody who grew up in the eighties, um, or even like in the seventies and you say Chris Sarandon, they're like, he is amazing. And he is, he's a really, really good actor and anything that he does. And he's still active. He's he's still out there doing yeah. it, man. Yeah. And, um, he's actually in a convention that I just missed. I wanted to go and meet him so bad. Um, the um, Boston comic con cause I, I live in Massachusetts. So, um, me
2: too.
0: Oh, you do? I do. <laughs> um and of course, this was also written by Don Mancini, who eventually took over, you know, directing and writing um all, pretty much all the other Child's Play movie and TV show. And I cannot wait for the second season. It's going to be great. so good. That's um great. And, um, I will go over to Rotten Tomatoes. Have you looked at the t- tomato score that, on this movie at all? Uh, uh,
2: no. Okay. I, I I I stay away from Rotten Tomatoes as much as I can. I usually get stuff off of like IMDb, so I get like the IMDb score. But I don't even know what it is for this.
0: Uh, it's a six point. I just looked at it. Six point six. So it's not bad. Six point six out of ten on IMDb. That's not bad. Um, but. I will ask you if you want to take a wild guess as to what the critics gave this out of a hundred.
2: Ooh, this is uh, this is going to be tough. It's like slashers are always hit and miss with critics. Yep. Um, I'm going to say like a, a
0: 52 71. Wow. It's not certified fresh, but 71. This I have a bone to pick though. I, I like Rotten Tomatoes sometimes, but I have seen movies that were rated like fifty to like sixty percent certified fresh. But then there's ones like this that are seventy one and it's not certified fresh. It makes no sense as to where they're getting that certified fresh um like badge yeah. or whatever you want to call it for yeah. a certain movies. It's it's so weird. Um but what about the audience score? Want to take a wild guess on that?
2: Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess a little higher, though, uh, than what I guessed before. I'm going to say <laughs> it's in, like, the mid-70s, probably
0: 80. I'll give it an 80. 63. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, like, um, uh, 250,000 reviews, too. So it, it got a lot of reviews. Um, let me see Trying to see if they give me a budget. Sometimes INDB has budgets, but then also sometimes they don't. Um, that's another thing that's always really weird. But every time we uh, go and look for things like that, sometimes Rotten Tomato has it. Um. Oh, the budget for this apparently was nine million dollars. Okay, that's pretty pretty hefty for the '80s. Nine million. Yeah. Um. It grossed. Opening weekend was um about almost seven million. So it almost made its money back on opening weekend. Um worldwide was uh forty four million. So it definitely has recouped um its its budget and, you know, other things along the way. Um, yeah. and I always like seeing that for films. And it's also really hard to gauge too because all like the physical media that's out there, the different releases but the films, they don't really, like, um, tally that stuff in. You'd have to do your own research, and I ain't got time for that, <laughs> to go and research <laughs> how much did the it make just with DVD sales or, or whatever oh, yeah. it may be, you know.
2: It made enough money. I mean, look at how many movies this franchise has produced. I mean, clearly it's it's been successful. I mean, I know that it got to the point with um, the later films, I think, after Seed of Chucky when it, that one didn't perform very well, so Curse and Cult of Chucky were straight to DVD.
0: Yeah, I remember watching um, both of those on Netflix, I believe. I think they were being released straight to DVD, and I think they were partnered with, with Netflix at the time. Um, I could be wrong about that. It's been a while. I
2: think Colts of Chucky, they did that, because I remember watching it on Netflix as well, because I actually bought Curse of Chucky the day it came out on Blu-ray. Because as being a huge Chucky fan, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to watch it. But I, yeah, I do remember um, Cult of Chucky, I think, was like straight to Netflix.
0: Yeah, and that's a weird one. Um, if, if you want a weird child's play movie, that's the one to go to. Even though they were really trying to bring it back to its roots. But um, one way that I've been thinking about um, Cult of Chucky is it was a setup for the TV show is how I look at it. Because when yeah. it first came out you were just like, What did I just watch? But now with the T V show and it also having like the cult of Chucky um um uh, parts of it, like the all the millions of other Chuckies everywhere, it makes right. sense, you know? Uh yeah. but but at the time you were just like I cool, I guess, that there's the other personalities and different Chuckies everywhere now. Yeah. It was it was a it was if it was a good setup. Oh yeah, um, for sure.
2: Kurt- the thing is, is like I when um, Seed of Chucky initially came out, I didn't like it. I was like, it was so far out there. I was like, I I like Bride of Chucky, and I like the humor that they brought into the franchise, and the it was just kind of zany. Uh, and Seed just went a little too far for me initially. But going back and rewatching it, you know, um, but uh, when Curse of Chucky was announced. And they were like, it's going back to, it's going to feel like Child's Play again. And I was, I, that got me super excited because, you know, Child's Play of the entire franchise, like Child's Play 1 through 3, they're, I mean, a lot of people give, a, you know, they'll say a lot of things about 3, but I love the original Child's Play movies, like the original, oh, same. I call it the Child's Play trilogy because they went away from the name after um, 3 because they because I went to a different studio, so they couldn't use Child's Play anymore. That's why it's called Bride of Chucky and all that. But uh, I love those three movies.
0: Yeah, me too. They're very fun. And just the kills just got amped every single time. Um yes. And also the, the kill count got amped up. And then when you get to, like, Bride of Chucky and Seated Chucky, it just goes it, – it's crazy. Um, I love all of the movies. They're they're all wacky, and they all have their own personalities. Um, And people prefer, you know, Bride over a lot of the other ones, which I can understand because that was like more of, I guess you can say the mainstream one. They were really trying to um, appeal to almost all the audiences that they possibly could um, Mm -hmm. and that they were really going for this is um, Chucky now. Like, it's just Chucky. Don't worry about anybody else. They focused mainly on building his personality and then – know adding all the other characters like you know tiffany and they, and everything it really started adding a lot more um to where this franchise could go and they they were doing that and then they went back to the basics sort of and uh, but they still kept you know like tiffany and, and and um all the other characters and you know andy's back um, but a lot of people were really excited when when they were like, "Yeah, Andy's back in 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 Child's Play now, or whatever you want to call it," and um, it really you know started bringing even more of an audience to it because you got all the younger kids who are now watching it from like the younger generations because of the TV show. So it's like it's just every like ten years, it's just getting a whole new revival. Is how I feel with this franchise. It's always oh, trying yeah. to be fresh and that's all because of Don. You know, Don is yeah. he's he's ahead of the curve. He knows what he's doing. He's got great great people on his side. He's got a great, you know, cast of of everybody and he he keeps them all, you know, frequent and does a really good job and you know, thank you to him for, you know, putting a lot of voices with other communities as well into um all the child's play movies because he's a very diverse person and I I appreciate that a lot.
2: Oh yeah. Don is the, Don is the king of, of uh, this franchise I mean he, it's his baby. So, and you can just see the care he has anytime you watch any behind the scenes or you watch any interviews with him. He just, he cares so much about this franchise and, you know, yeah, even though, you know, he, he's admitted to the, the zaniness and the wackiness that, you know, came with Bride and Seed. And but you know he's able to turn it around, and when he you know putting out Curse and Colt, which are completely different from the last two before it, um you know but and people are still there for the ride.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. And but, um I guess people I'll... who were excited for the show is great. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I think. with the second season I think it comes out it's October I believe. Yeah. I think originally they were trying to shoot for early September, but I think they said October now. So I'm excited. Yeah. And um I, I hope it's longer than season one. I hope there's more episodes. Um I, I don't know. Just just bring me bring me anything at this point because it
1: Everyone has a birthday, they'll always remember.
3: Can we open my
1: presents now, mommy? something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Can I baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Good night, Chucky. Everyone knows most accidents happen at home.
3: How did that happen?
1: This was no accident. Andy. i Detective Mike Norris, Homicide. Andy. Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclay. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family, <coughs> and so has terror. Andy, <coughs> I know who is on the counter. Andy. You know who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. In my hand, I, I, I oh, for God's sake. Why won't you believe? Because I'm sane, Mrs. Barclay. sane and rational. No one believes the truth <laughs> or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder, and there's nothing innocent about child's play
0: the show just goes in so many different directions yep um it, it's it's nuts um but I guess without further ado, we can jump right into the nineteen eighty eight child's play and Brett, as you are the guest on our show, I will have you kick it off um. I guess the best way to kind of go about this that I've been doing lately is just picking scenes that maybe stand out to you or something that you want to talk about. Because um, this is another movie that has um, a lot going on when you don't think about it. But there is and a lot of different themes being played around with. So right. I'll let you take the floor and you, you can start us off, man.
2: So, I mean, the opening scene is is great. You know, you get to see the origin of, of Chucky. You see Charles Lee Ray running away from the cops. You don't really know exactly who this guy is. Ultimately, Um, he's being chased by Mike Norris, uh, played by Chris Sarandon. And for uh, just a little side uh, trivia about Chris Sarandon, so Susan Sarandon, the reason that she is Susan Sarandon is because of Chris Sarandon. Weird little fact. (laughs) Thought I should throw out there because they were married back in like the seventies, and she just kept the name. Weird thing I found out. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he's. this whole scene is great. I love the, the chase scene. I love him getting shot. And then him, you know, uh, Eddie leaves him and he like is all frazzled. Now he goes into the, the toy store and, uh, this watching this recently, I've seen this movie a lot throughout my life. Uh, but I always, it always makes me laugh when Mike is looking like, so, uh, Charles is shot and he's bleeding out. He's trying to find something. You don't know what he's, really going to be doing and he then crashes into a bunch of good guy dolls and then he looks at one he's like oh okay and you're like oh okay like (laughs) i'm telling this as like somebody who's never seen this movie and you're going into this like what is he about to do but mike is the worst person like this toy store can't be that big how long does it really take for him to locate him he never actually locates him no no (laughs) because by the time he like figures out like the direction to go in, Uh, everything happens. So Charles uses voodoo magic pretty much to transfer (laughs) his soul. Yes. Into a, a doll. Uh, It kind of, it's called a good guy doll. It's, it was based on the, my buddy doll, which came out in the eighties and nineties, which I had one, uh, which is no longer with us as my wife threw him away. Oh, no. uh, It's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah he transfers his soul to this doll and then uh it causes like a storm cloud overhead which then blows up the toy store but uh, it just made me laugh out loud when i watched it a couple days ago just to kind of refresh myself for this uh show it's like mike didn't look he just stood in one spot and just was like where'd you go charles where'd you yeah, go and exactly everything happens i just love that whole opening scene though i love the you know, he he's got that the uh, voodoo chant that he uses to transfer his soul and everything. And then it uh and then it immediately switches to um we meet our child protagonist, Andy Barkley, uh played by Alex Vincent, who is you know, there's child actors are always hit and miss. And I I believe when this was filmed, he was like six or seven years yeah. old, which I think yeah. his character is six. Uh, and I I feel he did a a really good job. Um, oh, with the situations he's put in in this movie,
0: for sure. Like it makes you feel so sad because like his tone of voice in certain certain parts, it makes you so sad. And um, obviously as both of us being being parents, you know, like um, it's 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 heartbreaking to see mm-hmm. a child like trying to convey some sort of. Emotion that's uh, distressing, you know, and like something happening, and Mm -hmm. and you see the the mother just like being like, "You're just a kid. You you don't know anything. Like you're just making this up." Blah blah blah, and that always makes me really really sad because his tone too, it's so sweet and innocent, and like I don't think they could have picked anybody else to do this role, Um, because if you're trying to pull some heartstrings of like really feeling for Andy when things start going really, really haywire. Um, yeah, I I just, I don't think anybody else uh, could be picked. Um, you might have to, like, throw a few names at me, maybe. Uh, but I think at that time, there really wasn't that many big childhood actors. Where I mean, like, there was um, Drew Barrymore, but he was probably already, like, almost a teenager. I'm trying to think, when the hell did Firestarter uh, um... come out? I started came out in 84. Yeah, and I think she was already like 9 or 10 at that point.
2: Yeah, so she would have been preteen, teenager probably. Uh which they did with the remake of Child's Play, they made Andy a lot older. Yeah, like middle school age. Um but we don't need to go too far into no, that. Oh, no, I was just going to say
0: we can we can just oh. leave that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs>
2: Yeah, he does. A, he does a great job of it. I mean, all the, to be honest, all the performances are great. But it, it's one of those things where it's you know that, I mean, us as as parents living in the the time we are now compared to you know parents in the eighties and nineties, even early two thousands, like this is probably a normal occurrence. Like something tragic happens. You know, there the uh, the aunt Aunt Maggie, who I, this she is the most tragic death in this entire film. I agree. Because I like this. Her character is really like genuine and like realistic. And when she dies, you're just like, oh, that is that. That's the like, it's the best way to start when it comes to the kills of this movie. But it's also it's really sad because she is. A, she's a likable character. You know, she stands up to that. That really. T- terrible boss. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: don't know how much I can swear here, but. Uh, he's, you, he's you there- Non-censored. Anything you want to say. <laughs>
2: The boss sucks. Yeah, and she stands up to him, and then of course she helps uh uh, Karen get the doll because she, you know, they're they're tied on money, so they're trying to trying to find a way to. She wants to make Andy happy. It's his birthday, and you know uh, Maggie helps her by finding a guy who's got the doll. So like she's a very likable character, and then she gets killed, and you're just like, oh, that really sucks. Even when you like every time you watch it, it still hits you the same way. But it's one of those things where like a kid six-year-old kid is telling his parents or his mom uh that his doll is alive and you're just like any yeah, okay, be like okay <laughs> it's one of those things where we're like nowadays you're just like you just got to go with it kind of you're like oh okay tell me more like you kind of yeah. get in, <laughs> in that situation until you find out that the doll's actually alive and then you're like oh well, but uh yeah it's one of those things where i feel the reactions to Andy coming and saying like Chucky's alive, it's very genuine because it's like she, you know, Karen goes through a very traumatic experience with Maggie dying. And then of course, like her son is being blamed is, is yeah. being blamed, but not being blamed. Cause they don't actually come out and say like, we think it's Andy. Like, it's just,
0: it's, it's, it's like, hinted hard though. Oh yeah. Like really, really hard. And it's really, really sad. And yeah. like, you know, talking about Maggie too, like I love, Maggie and I've listened to like other podcasts or I've read other reviews, and nobody touches on Maggie. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> there's no love for Maggie anywhere. Um, the only thing that I I have read is like, oh well, Maggie is an asshole. Um, she she does not care about Andy. She was just like throwing the doll around and telling him to go to bed. Like this this lady is like there all the time, you know, helping, care and watch Andy. It's it's highly in- implied that she's babysitting him a lot. Um, yeah. You know, when, because she has to work a lot because of the, the asshole boss. Um, but like, we need more love for, for Maggie. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. It, it,
2: it clearly, people who say that aren't really watching it too, too much. Cause like, when you see, like, yeah, she gets a little, she, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm telling, you're, you're telling your kid that he needs to get ready for bed or tell your kid to do something and they're kind of just like, finding any which way not to do it. Exactly, yeah. And you're just like, "All right, well, now you got to get a little bit more stern." And that's all she was doing. And I feel people just think that it's, "Oh, that's so aggressive." Like she was being really mean to him. It's just like, "No." No. no. Like she if, like the whole thing where Chucky uh whispers into Andy's ear about watching the news, and she's just like, "Yeah, no, nah, it's time for bed." Yeah, exactly. And then the TV turns on and she thinks it's Andy because that's like the most rational thing. Like I'm not going to first, I'm not the first thing in my head is not going to be like, oh, that, that doll's alive and came in and <laughs> turned on the TV. Like, no, you're going to think the kid came out, put Chucky in front of the TV and then turned it on. And so, yeah, she gets, she gets a little uppity and she goes in there and, you know, is a little bit aggressive, but like, it's, it's a natural, a natural, natural thing. Exactly. For to do, uh, you know, she gets and she's just like, you know, she puts him to bed. You can tell she cares for him. Yeah. Like, You know, she she messes with him like she when she's about to walk out the door, she kind of does the little quick like "Mm, I'm watching you type thing. But she knows like it's all it's just I feel it's just a genuine relationship between, you know, the babysitter. I mean, she he calls her aunt Maggie. I don't think she's actually Karen's sister. I don't know if she's actually related, but it's 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 implied that she's around a lot, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to show more love for Maggie. I agree. Exactly.
0: I'm going to start a petition right now. <laughs> Bring Maggie back from the dead. Maggie. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get her into a doll so we can have her in a TV show. How about that? <laughs> yeah.
2: Her death, though, is pretty crazy. Uh, if you think about it, you know, Chucky's the one who kills her. And uh, he's got to be really strong to push her from where she was standing in that kitchen to then so much force that she smashes through this window. Like that window, not very strong.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> it's funny too because I, I was on another podcast, um, uh, House That Screams Horror podcast, and we were covering Child's Play, and I was even asking that I was like, "How did she just like go flying out of the window?" Yeah. And everybody was like, "Oh, she was just really, really startled and was backing up, and this went back." No, if you watch that footage, she was like pushed out. There's no he way gets she in just hit the,
2: the hammer. That's technically what he does to her
0: because yeah. see the hammer hitting her head and, yeah yeah but, but yeah
2: it's very dramatic
0: <laughs> like wow like he is really really strong he's a uh, you know obviously a doll, but he has to have still the strength of of a, a full sized man you know yeah um, that's the only way that that would make any kind of sense unless you're going to go and be like he's got voodoo strength like it's just extra strength and he's a superhero now or whatever you want to call it um yeah. but yeah that that's a really really rough scene and the suspense too on like all these scenes especially later on with um when Karen gets the um reveal well, we'll get to it but like the reveal of Chucky the suspense throughout the whole sequence is really good um and there's a lot of a lot of that in this movie it's very tense this that's the best way yeah. to really describe it it's a very tense movie and you, you never know what's going to happen um you're no. always waiting for Chucky to eventually kill Andy which he's trying to do but he's also trying not to like he, he wants him to um move his body into Andy and right. I guess it would just be reversing soul so he'd be in the doll or yeah. or something like that I never really understood the whole like okay you get into his body but where does Andy's soul go is it still there does it it's get like
2: either in limbo or it's just it's, it's taken over
0: yeah, like it's, it's, it's not it's Andy weird. anymore. It's, it's a crazy concept. And, um, I mean, it is voodoo, and there's a lot of different variations of voodoo yeah. in the in the real world that people, you know, do, um, especially in, in Haiti. They're very, very, um, voodoo, um, central over there with a lot of their rituals and stuff that they do in the communities, which is, it's cool. Um, but the voodoo used in this is, is mainly, um, well, how Chucky uses it is, um, for um evil doing essentially right um, to, to better himself is like the whole thing is what he's trying to do. He wants to be immortal, which I mean yeah, I mean in a way we we all kind of want to be like that, but when you really think about it at the end of the day, do you really want to be immortal, living to like a thousand years and aging and literally dust i I, I don't think so
2: <laughs> I mean Charles whole idea behind it is just to his because he knows he's gonna die he escaped you know puts his soul into the doll but when his initial his initial thought process when he does it is that you know he can't be hurt he's a doll now like yeah he exactly he can't he can't die but then once things start happening and he's getting actually hurt and then because the whole point is he's just gonna use Andy as a vessel to be blamed for the things that he is doing and then probably eventually kill Andy but then when he finds out later on that Oh, the longer you're in the body, the more human you become. So it's like, well, now the plans have changed. Now I have to transfer my soul. And then that's when the franchise and then that's kind of the whole point of the franchise going forward. Yeah. cat and mouse Later on when he just kind of stops caring about that whole thing. Yeah. But um, I do want to go back though to the very when we first meet Andy, and uh, he's making probably the most nutritious breakfast.
0: Oh yeah, the sugar ever. on sugar on sugar. <laughs> cereal. Oh my Lord, oh it's so good.
2: Pound of butter he puts on that really burnt toast, and then brings it to.
0: <laughs> it's so it's, cute it's, though. It's, yeah, it's like it that's like for sure that's something that my son would do. Like if I said, like if you wanted to, because it's his birthday, so he's trying to, you know, obviously impress yeah. his mom and be like, "Hey, I'm doing all those things for you. Can I get a cool toy now?" Because mm-hmm. even on the TV, he's watching, you know, um, the the cartoon and the guy in the suit that's always creeped me out so much more than the the actual doll itself is that the guy in the the um the buddy um suit is yeah. it's yeah it's so creepy. Um, and I'm surprised no one's actually cosplayed as that. It's always just Chucky. We need that full size.
2: We need one somebody of those to get
0: that costume. <laughs>
2: somebody, somebody find Don Mancini, See if you can locate that costume.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when he when Andy delivers the the breakfast, it's so cute and yeah, it's good intentions. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a kid. House, you know? yeah.
2: yeah, it's like oh thanks. Yeah, I mean I'll drink the orange juice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Everything I just love that She's
2: like I'll I'll have it later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And they, and then he actually has gifts for his birthday, but it turns out not to be anything that he wanted. It's clothes and it's just, you know, an accessory kit for the doll. So for it's like doll. cool. You can use that, but um kind of need the doll for for most of that stuff, you know. Um but it's the thought that counts when you're a parent. Like you can only do so much cuz he's working um usually a 9 to 5, but it's, it seems like it's like a 9 to like midnight. She's working literally all day. Gets up and already at it, and obviously the asshole boss that we were talking about. She goes and finds the actual doll because there's a peddler in the back, and she buys it for I think $30? I think that's how much she spends. Like I don't even care.
2: Maggie tries to talk him down, but Karen just doesn't care. She just wants the doll, so she pays 50 bucks for him.
0: I mean... uh, when you're that desperate and you really want to make your, your child happy, I mean, I'd probably do the same thing, you know, like, yeah, it it may not be the best. It's, it's kind of like the, um, uh, the jingle all the way version as well. When he goes to the, the Santa clauses and, and he gets the, 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 um, the turbo man. So it's like same thing right there. Like you're trying to do anything that you possibly can to, uh, make your, your child happy. Um, because I mean, they don't care about money or anything like that. They they want this one toy, and that's that's what's going to make them happy. Um, so she does everything she can. And she brings it home, and guess what? He's happy. And mm-hmm. then things start happening. <laughs>
2: uh, so, so yeah, we get Maggie's death. Yeah, like which is right away
0: too. Like there's like yeah. no time between a little bit, but it's it it picks up very very quickly. Uh, trying to, to think if there's like a, a, a scene in that because there's a there's a lot of really cool moments to happen up um to when maggie is eventually killed um is i've always really liked the the running behind and the shadows that they use before like it's actually revealed that it's chucky i think that's probably my favorite um, like image out of that whole thing, and and probably the POV running on the, the countertop is really really cool too. But all the, yeah. the, the the use of shadows and and the the the, um, the feet noises that they use too because it's very loud and, and clanky. Yep. I I've, I've, I love that so much. It's so good.
2: It's it's always good to. I've always been a huge fan. I mean, being you know a huge Jaws fan, I always liked the fact of like not seeing the creature or the killer you know for for a bit you you get like you know the shadows or the sounds and you know something's there but you don't know exactly what it looks like i mean you get an idea of you know that what chucky's going to look like because of the the first scene of of the movie but yeah. you don't get the full look of him not until like way later into the movie yeah and, it takes a while and andy is taken in pretty much cuz all everything is all first person Anytime it's it's, uh, you know, Chucky running around the apartment or when he goes to Eddie Caputo's and he goes into the house and you only see like his hand or his feet, but you don't actually see his face or anything, which I I, I was always a fan of. I think that's why I like this movie more than I like the sequels, because you already have that established character. Child's Play 2 is is uh, pretty close to being on par with this one. I, I like this one oh, yeah. a little bit more because it's the beginning and it's just a really well-made movie, but child's play two is fantastic sequel. Yeah. But yeah, just the, the, just the fact that everything is in shadow or hidden. Yeah, I'm i I'm a fan of that.
0: And they build on a suspense. Like I was saying earlier, like almost immediately throughout the whole scene and then the, um, eventual death. And then we get, you know, all the cops and we, we get introduced to, um, to Mike and then that's when they start, you know, thinking like, well, it's probably Andy because Andy comes and come actually runs up to him and say, hey, I know who was on the countertop. It was Chucky because the, the, the imprints on his on his shoes was what was on the counter. And then Andy looked on the bottom and they all had flour on them. But they looked yeah. at him like he was crazy. And they were just like, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. No, and yep. and that's also really sad. Um. Doubting your 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 child with a very like tragic event. I mean, I don't think Karen would ever think Andy did it. There's a point in the movie where she almost does. Is when she starts like really losing it with him and like starts shaking him. It's like you need to tell them the truth, Andy. Is when yeah. they're at the 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 station like later on um before he gets um essentially admitted to a psych ward for a child. Like that's so yeah. messed up too. Yeah. Like we're going to admit you, you know? It's just like what the hell, man? Like it's just a it's a 6-year-old kid who who's has a very broad imagination, which they all do because their minds are always going, you know? And, I mean, yep. it's it's just it's nuts, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. That is it's uh it's ridiculous. The 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 whole thing. I mean, the fact that Andy leave school with Chucky
3: and then ride the train
2: and no one questions this. Like no one's like, exactly. Where's your your mom, little boy? Like, why are you by yourself going on a subway train in, in Chicago going to a really, really bad neighborhood? Yeah. Um, Yeah. No one questions it. They just let him go. And then, you know, the whole thing with Eddie happens where uh, Chucky, you know, Pretty much booby traps the place and then blows it up. Yeah. And, uh, how far was Andy from the house when it blows up? By the way, because he was right there about five seconds before it happens, and then he's fine. Yeah, he's-
0: I-, I love what he says to Chucky. Says, "Chucky, stay there. I'm gonna go tinkle." <laughs> and it's just like that's just lines like that that are so <laughs> innocent and funny, and you yeah. d- you just feel for Andy the whole time, it- it- and he's such a great comic relief without really being a comic relief. He's just being yeah. a kid. But it's just so funny. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he was that far because he, like, it was like a junkyard sort of over there with a bunch of just random shit. Um, so he had to have been maybe 50 feet away, maybe. Um, so he was pretty he was pretty close regardless because that was a big boom. Um, yeah. The gas was on, and he shot it. And but Chucky got out of there really, really fast. Like, I do have to say that. He just he bolted. Mm. And that's another really good scene um, used with suspense and shadows and POVs. is is really really good. Um, great job um, on everybody who was working on on this film. Uh, Masterclass, I have to say. And it set a lot of standards for movies to come for sure. And um also set a lot of standards and and ways for them to you know kind of up to ante in later films like Child's Play two. They definitely upped the ante in a lot of shots of stuff that they use there and um, uh, use of lighting as well. And the whole factory scene at the very end is just nuts, too, yeah. of the second movie.
2: Also, the, the design of Chucky as well, it just evolves. I know uh, the Chucky design they use in the show is the same, is very similar to the one they use in Child's Play 2. Yeah. They kind of smoothed them over a little bit. Um, I love the design of Chucky in this movie because it is the OG and I just, I like the, uh, I just like the aesthetics. Yeah. Um, So Kevin Yeager is the one who created Chucky. Well, he helped design him. Um, Don Mancini of course helped as well, but he's actually married to Catherine Hicks who plays Karen.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's always a fun fact that I forget, but when people say, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of intertwining in this movie too, of people knowing other people, you know, Tom Holland yeah. just knows everybody in the industry, too, So, um, yeah. and he's made a lot of really, really good movies, um, and mm-hmm. I think he's still active. I know he's at a lot of conventions, but I think he's still, uh, maybe not directing, but I think he's writing, I think. I could be wrong about that, but a lot of people are still very active in, the, um, in movies, which is good. I-, I like keeping, you know, old um, things alive and then passing them on to another generation, and that's kind of like what the show is doing right now is like they're keeping something that was old alive, but passing it on to a whole new generation to kind of keep it going. Um, and I'm like, I keep saying I'm very, very excited for season two. I really want to see how batshit it's going to go and and just really see what happened to Andy, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen the show, what happened to him? Cause you don't, we didn't really yeah. get an answer. So, uh, yeah. It's very good. It is. um see what's the next big thing that really happens is um after the boom what's
2: that well andy so andy gets brought into the police station yeah
0: the police station yeah
2: yeah this is when you you talked about it a little earlier about what karen um is just like she's just so besides herself she's just like you need to tell yeah like you need to tell him the truth like what's going and andy is he's so determined to make like to get Chucky to talk and Chucky doesn't. (laughs) He's a doll. Like he just acts like a doll. So he doesn't, there's no reaction to it. So of course a doctor um, is watching it and he's like, well, we think it's a good idea to uh, we should just hold Andy here for a couple of days for some observation. It's just like, I'd be like, no, we're not going to do that at all. And it's like, well, your son's been at two, you know, been at the scene of two murders. I'm like, he's six years old. What do you mean? Why would he go? Why would a 6-year-old kid who didn't know this Eddie Caputo why would he go to his house and just blow it up? It doesn't make sense. And There's like, got to be something else going on here.
0: Like if try, if I'm trying to get into the mind of Karen right here too. What the hell? Like why would my son be over there next to a, a exploded building with somebody he doesn't even know? But right. you, you should be putting two and two together with him with Andy already saying that Chucky's alive, how else would he get this information um, to know yeah. where Eddie is or, or even know who Charles Lee Ray is? Cause he says yeah. that too. And she's just like, who? But, and then like, right. you know, Mike is like, what? Like he's dead. And then, you know, they got the whole conversation later on between um, him and, and Karen. But yeah, like I would be very, very worried um, as the parent for Andy yeah, um, and that's probably why she is so um short with him. Um, on top of everything else that's going on, but like not knowing like why were you there? Like you could have died and, and whatnot. So that, that's another reason why I think she was okay with signing off with him being there for a couple of days. Um, to kind of maybe keep him away from anything else that would happen on the outside. That's my way of kind of um, yeah. justifying it in some sort of way. For him to be there, but it's also really shitty having to put your son in a psych ward for a couple of days
2: years old yeah like, it's That's... crazy, like you yeah. just like i don't know what's happening i 'm just you know my doll's talking to me like i don 't know what else to tell you,
0: yeah, then um this is when Karen eventually starts doing her own little investigation and yeah, then we get the the great great reveal um. suspense scene of the batteries falling out of the package such a a great reveal and it's it's so good hi i'm chucky want to play and she drops like the doll and runs off and all these other things and he runs over to uh chucky leaves and he goes into the the elevator with the was that later on with the the older so
2: um she discovers that the batteries aren't in chucky she checks him and when she opens the back, he turns his head and does yeah. the "Hi, I'm Chucky." You want to? And then she drops him, and then she pulls him back out again, and she starts to taunt. Him. She's like, "You need to talk to me, you son of a bitch. Talk, tell me, you know." And then he doesn't react until she turns on the fireplace. That's
0: she, right. That's you right. Don't yeah. say
2: anything. I'm gonna throw you in the fire. And he's like, "You bitch!" And just yeah. her. <laughs> it it calls her, her a slut and, and uh, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he bites her.
0: And oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: And then that's when he runs out the door. And then she chases, tries to catch up with him as he's taking the elevator out.
0: Yeah. And then I think she tries to go approach Mike. And Mike's like, Yeah, okay. Like she has the bite and in, in the batteries, but she's still just like, Well, he's like, Yeah, I still, I don't buy it at all. Um, yeah. But she's like, Okay, whatever. I want to go find this peddler. And he's like, No, don't. Like that's a really bad part of town. It's at that night. So he runs off and eventually goes there. And then. They try to kind of have her way with her. It's, it's very, very heavily implied that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And then good guy Mike shows up with the gun and then gets the yep. answer.
2: Like, oh, he's a cop. And they all scramble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: But the, um, I, it just, as I, I like Chris Sarandon, and I just, I, Mike is kind of dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he he, he's probably the
2: dumbest character in this movie uh, because, you know, Andy's talking about Charles Lee Ray. And it's like, how would the six year old know anything about Charles Lee Ray? It's like, oh, he's probably watched the news. So it's like, okay, that could be a possibility. Yeah. But the fact of like, he finds Charles Lee Ray near Good Guy Dolls, which is the doll that Andy is saying is alive and his name is Chucky. So it's like, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not expecting to immediately be like, oh, I believe him. Yeah. When Karen goes up to him and explains everything that's happening, and then they go to the peddler and the peddler tells Mike where he got the doll on the burned out toy store. And he's like, Oh, the place I shot Charles E. Ray next to those good guys. Like that's when like he should have been, I feel like he's just trying to be like, this is absolutely crazy. I can't believe this. This is nuts. And yeah. like Karen pushing him and pushing him. And and he's just like, G- get away from me, get away from me. I need to clear my head and figure exactly, things out. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he goes, gets the file on Charles Lee Ray and then drives back and gets attacked by
0: him. Yeah, that's a great scene Uh, in the car with him, like, almost, like, stabbing his nuts and everything. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. Just open up the door and roll out, dude. Just let your car go. Just let your car go. You know, whatever. Uh, That's really, really good. Very, very tense. And then the car does eventually flip over or or something like that, right? Yeah, it does
2: flip. But at first they do, he does the... uh, the lighter that's inside the car yeah burns his head yeah he burns uh, chucky's cheek which is i like how they keep that throughout the rest of the movie Uh, but yeah the the car flips and then uh chucky taunts him he kind of like circles around the car and you know mike is trying to shoot him and stuff until chucky just leaves or no chucky gets shot yeah and he looks down and notices he's bleeding he's like well that ain't good (laughs) yeah and then he's he's gone
0: yeah, and then they kind of get that lead um, of like the voodoo guy that he used to go and see and then we get uh, Chucky visiting his pal and you know eventually kills him and gets the yeah. the the whole um, um, spiel of like yeah the longer you're in this body the more human it's going to be so you need to transfer your body out um, into something else before it's too late and then he's like yeah 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 whatever whatever and then he's like, "But it has to be the first person that you revealed yourself to." And he's like, "God damn it! Like I have to go cool. and do it to this kid? Are you kidding me?" Yeah. And then, oh, <laughs> that's that's the yeah, greatest this part.
2: Whole, this the the whole scene between John and Chucky. You know, Chucky revealing himself. Hello,
0: John. <laughs>
2: yeah, like it's me, Chucky. And he talks about. He's like, you know, I did this spell. I thought I was untouchable until I got shot and I started and it hurt like hell. And he's like, well, the longer you're in that body, the more human you become. And then it's the whole thing of like, Chucky's like, you need to help me get out of this. And he's like, no, you're a terrible person. You're, you're using this for evil. And that's not what I taught, why I taught you what I taught you. And Chucky's like, well, all right. So he finds a voodoo doll. Oh john it's like john why are you making a voodoo doll yourself and why and are you, why you showing people it is
0: like why are you showing <laughs> people where it too, is because he like, even he comments on that it's like you shouldn't yeah. be telling people where your stuff is john like what the this guy is this dumb he has too much faith in humanity and trust
2: uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah he snaps john's arm and leg and then he stabs him and uh that's when we get the really, it's a really eerie line, but it's it's iconic. Where he's like, "Well, well, I gotta go, John. I got to date with a six-year-old boy." Yeah, like that's creepy as hell. And then he leaves.
0: Yep. And, and then, then, then
2: Karen and Mike find him uh, bleeding on the ground, and then he dies. Yeah.
0: And then and they get the the you know the saying of like you gotta get him in the heart, to kill him in the yes. heart. Okay. Yes. Then the next suspenseful scene that's really sad is the whole Andy and the psych ward with yeah. Chucky coming up the stairs and he's just oh, like oh my so god like this terrifying. hurry up guys help him help him he's crying
2: he's like he's pounding on the door he's like get me out of here and then he's like crying he's like he's coming to get me he's coming to yeah. get like he's so genuine here and like that's that's why i think alex vincent did a fantastic job in this movie just to do, like that whole scene you're like oh my god are you like you feel for this kid yeah. as he's watching his doll just climbing up the stairs to get to him but he's a smart kid too.
0: Yeah, he, he made it so he could get himself out. I mean, he obviously hid, um, and then was able to get you know, the doctor to get him out to kind of sedate him and and whatnot, and then, and that brings the whole reveal of Chucky going over there and then you know zapping his brains <laughs> and everything. And that's a really gruesome kill compared yeah. to all the other ones because of the the shocking and then the blood coming out of the eyes and the mouth. Yeah, that that was yeah. really he's gnarly. Like
2: he's like, stop stop and then like as it continues like he's trying to say stop more but like it's it's so hard for him to get the word out yeah and chucky's just sitting there just smiling the whole time as it's happening it's it's a it's a good it's a good but scary scene
0: yeah and then andy manages to find uh his way home too which is what is pretty smart of him as well he gets there and you know locks chucky out as best as he could anyway um, and he he um he puts up a kind of an okay fight until you know the other two show up, or actually I think it's the mom first. I think it's Karen who runs home first, and and Mike comes later if I remember correctly.
2: I think no, Mike and Karen are together uh the whole time. So Andy Andy yeah Andy fights his way or tries to fight his way, but unfortunately Chucky gets the upper hand, knocks him out. Yeah, and then starts to do the um the chant yeah chant and then Karen and Mike bust through the door. Okay. I don't Karen kind of like kicks some kicks Chucky across the room.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't really watch this one cuz I have a very good memory of this film, but I always get mixed up at the end if it's just Karen or if it's Mike. Um yeah, so, so So
2: they're together pretty much from the time that like she runs into him outside the police station when she's telling him about Chucky. They're yeah. they're pretty they're together the whole way. Well, no, that's not true. Because Mike was by himself when he gets in the accident. But I think they meet up. Um, yeah, after I think, yeah, I think she's the... on her
0: way home. And just in case if Andy gets there, or does she go to the hospital first? Actually, does she even go to the hospital?
2: I think she does because I think that's
0: how she finds out that Andy's not there. Oh, and she's that's like, right. We gotta go
2: home because that's where he's gonna go.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, we get like the, the really, you know, classic line and, and build up uh, to Chucky essentially being incinerated. And he says to Andy, "Well, oh, oh, I thought we were friends until the end. This is the end, friend." And burns uh, them. It's, it's so good. My
2: favorite. It's my favorite scene of. It gives of me chills. just movie. thinking
0: about it, it gives me chills. Yeah, the way he delivers that line is so good.
2: It reminds me of the um. It reminds me of the scene in Jurassic Park where they they're escaping the Raptors and they got to try to get the the locks activated for yeah. Uh, got ellie and and grant like pushing up against the door and they're trying to figure it kind of reminds me of that other than the fact that like they don't set the raptors on fire uh, <laughs> it, it's so good because he's like he's going ape shit you know trying to get out from from the fireplace and then if, as soon as like he knows it's bad something bad's going to happen and that's when he kind of he turns from being psycho to like oh andy i thought we were friends to the end and, and then andy's delivery of that line is awesome like it's such a good delivery of that line, yeah, and it gets me every time.
0: Yeah, same. And then there's watching Chucky burn, and oh, you so think good. it's the end, and it's not. They go to yeah, that's right because Mike is with him because he gets stabbed. That's right. So he's in he the gets bedroom stabbed in,
2: like the calf.
0: Yeah, so he has to. Uh, he, they have to go tend to him, and then Andy runs into crispy Chucky. <laughs> I like to call him yeah. nice crispy Chucky. Just walk in with his knife and um then Heron has like the best aim possible. Shoots off the head, an arm and a leg. Yep, yep and, yep and a couple times in the chest, um, but I guess it wasn't the heart. Um so they go in there, they're like, Oh, it's all over and then his um Mike's partner comes in and they try to tell him what happened and he's still like, Yeah, no, I don't believe you at all and yeah. then we get another fake out. With Chucky coming back and grabbing him through the vent. And he's like, oh my god, uh-huh. oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. And then they're like, oh. He's like, I believe you now. And they're like, yeah, but who's going to believe me? <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, just a, that, and, that's a thing, is, thing. With
2: the way that this movie ends, it's like, what are you supposed to tell people?
0: You'd have like, to hey, have yeah, footage I, of it, you know? The only yeah, way. Yeah, which
2: is 1988. It's, just, it's not. It's so hard to be like. Hey guys, so yeah, that thing on the ground—that's a burnt body of a doll, but it's got the soul of a serial killer. That I thought it like—it's such a so far out there story that, like, yeah, I mean, as the as this franchise progressed, like, we see in uh, Child's Play Two, like, Karen is she's put in a psych ward, yeah, like she, because she she's trying to, to like Mike. I think Mike Norris isn't even with the police department. Like, oh yeah, he, like, I think pretty it's much anyone retired. involved was found crazy. Yeah, like, they're like, Yeah, you're nuts. Like, like what the? How did all this happen? Like, and so, and it kind of just plays off. Just like, just the events of this movie ruined so many people's lives.
0: Yeah, like poor Andy
2: involved in it.
0: Yeah, like he went through so much compared to all the rest of them. And not to say that they didn't go through a lot. They did. But with him being there and being manipulated and used the whole time, and building this um, almost symbiotic relationship with. Yep. With Chucky in a way, um, because like, he's trying to use him and and on and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's really sad. And I know the reason why they they had to write all this stuff is because obviously they probably didn't want to do the next movie or whatever it may have been. So they had to write something, and that was the smartest way they did it. But but without getting you know um, Mike and um, Catherine Hicks back is um, is to write that in and be like, yeah, they were just deemed insane. Um, yeah. essentially, and, and Andy's trying to survive. Um, right. Like They probably could have ended right at the end of this movie, and it's left it as it is as a one-off. Um, but with them adding more to it, I think made the story of Chucky and Andy way better. Because there's a lot that happened in here, but you want to know what happened to this kid growing up. Was he... Messed up? Did he have to go to an insane asylum or whatever happened? No, it turns out Andy was fine, and he just you know just lives with other families. And his his mother's the one that went insane, which I thought would would be the other way around, but you know (laughs) I'm not the writer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great movie. This is an amazing movie, and if anybody hasn't seen Child's Play, like you're definitely living under a rock. Um, Even if you're not a fan of horror, this has everything in it. It, it. a bit of a mixed bag but it's good they, they handle all the elements really really well um and i enjoy it every time i watch it i never get sick of it
2: oh yeah i watched it again a couple days ago and it just it still hits the same as it did when i was a kid um yeah but if you want to watch Charles, make sure you watch the 1988 child's play yeah the 19 child's play is a movie that a lot of hardcore chucky fans kind of dismiss because for one brad dorff isn't the voice of chucky it's not the same design and but it's the same character names yeah it's really the only similarities and i like the fact that he gets a it's it's a weird movie i don't i wouldn't say it's terrible uh-huh. i'd say watch this one first and then watch the 2019 one and then kind of uh form your opinion based on that but uh this is the superior one
0: yeah, I mean, I I appreciate what they were trying to do with the yeah. if you, I don't know if you want to call the remake or a reboot or whatever it may be or a different like universe, but them adding like a a, a more modern spin on things, it's right. it's cool. But yeah, watch the 1988 version first, yeah. um, because then you're gonna want to watch all of them, and then you can eventually watch that. And then you get yeah. the TV um show to watch. So there's a lot of Chucky. There's a lot, Someone. and um. You'll be probably good for a couple of days, depending on how often you can sit down and watch something. But I could probably, I was off work for like three days. I could probably run through everything. That's all I was doing all day. was just watching Child's Play stuff. I
2: did a marathon of the entire franchise uh, over uh, this, uh, mostly through October last year. And it's probably, it'll probably happen again soon because it's, it's such a fun franchise. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, I mean, I love the, all those slashers from the eighties, you know, you know, Halloween, you know, being late seventies, but like, I love the Halloween movies, you know, even the ones that people don't like, like, you know, the, the thorn trilogy. Yeah. Yes. uh, Like they're not good, but they're still like, I still have a good time watching them. Um, Not as much as like the original, like one and two, three is the one that I never really got into just because I was like the, I was one of those people like, there's no Michael Myers. Yeah. This is dumb. And then I've rewatched it recently and I was like, okay, I appreciate it for what they were trying to do. And I know the history behind it, but like, I love those franchises nightmare on Elm street, Friday the 13th, (laughs) uh, evil dead, stuff like that. Like, like it's just the eighties were such a great time for horror. I mean, horror is still doing its thing. And it's one of the, I think to me is one of the strongest, communities and strongest genres right yep. now because there's just so much good horror being put out still today. Uh and it's still super underappreciated. Yeah. Genre. Like people just don't show the the same appreciation for horror as they do for you know you know like Marvel stuff like the action and, and superhero stuff. Like that that's such a it's so praised, but yeah horror there's so much horror out there that's way in my eyes way better than that stuff. And And it's funny too,
0: because people don't realize that a lot of people who work on the Marvel films, guess what? They worked on a lot of horror films and there are a lot of classic people from the eighties who helped with creature designs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's awesome to, you know, hear people like yourself that really do understand that horror as a community is very strong. It's the strongest one out there for sure. I mean, we hold our own. We lift a lot of people up, um, and we if there's a bad a bad weed in there, we'll we'll get it out. Um, but I really think that um and I've said this multiple times on this show, that horror right now is in a renaissance. It's it's really starting to thrive a lot more, it's being popped out a lot. Um bigger companies are now starting to really understand that horror makes money but it also builds communities and had a really strong fan base. I mean, yeah, the companies, the, the money is the biggest thing to them, obviously. Um, right. But knowing that that they have such strong fan bases on certain films, um, and seeing all these other streaming services like Shudder you know, is is designated just to horror. And now the the new um, horror streaming service that's coming out that I'm I'm loving right now is um, Screenbox. is is really really cool. Um, which will have terrifier 2 um on there when it's released as an exclusive and I'm excited and um we actually just talked to you know, the folks that did um the pennywise story of it documentary which is also on there as an exclusive and it's really really good um so there's a lot of horror out there and not just on those platforms on on Hulu, Netflix oh yeah um everywhere man it it you kind of can't get away from it right now and Horror is really in your face, and especially with the way that the world is, especially uh, America right now. I think horror is going to be coming out in a really strong way, and I've I've talked about this with um, with Dean, my co-host, and a few others. I think um, horror is going to be coming, going to be in America. It's going to be like the French extremity movement, but America version, really hard hitting shit, and I cannot wait. <laughs> i can't wait for that okay. man i, I want to be no. fucked up
2: <laughs> yeah. i mean i i'm a as someone who t- likes to talk about all forms of film like not just like i love talking about horror and we're actually going to be doing a couple um horror films uh in the in the following weeks i'm very excited about uh, and then of course, in during October, we always do our, we always talk about horror throughout that entire month. Cause you know, it deserves, I mean, it is, it, it you can talk about horror any time of the year we've done it, you know, before, but you know, we do all sorts of movies. We do talk about the Marvel stuff because I, you know, I'm a sucker for just, I, I just like watching stuff that's going to entertain me. And exactly. Same I'm, here. I'm man. getting into the Same fatigue here. when it comes to superhero stuff. I'm kind of getting fatigued, but I'm still the guy who's just gonna be like, yeah, I'm not feeling it as much, but I'm still going to watch this movie because I've, been invested since they started this crazy train that is the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you got stuff like the Batman, which I feel is getting love, but I don't feel it's getting
0: enough love. Oh, it's so it's, good.
2: It's so good. It's so good. It's different. It's different than what we've seen. I mean, the I think it's closely, it's close to like what Nolan did with Batman. Um, and it's just, I love when they take a character who's so established and they kind of change him up and do different things but that that's the great thing about horror is it's like you have franchises like child's play like friday the 13th like nightmare on elm street but but there's so much just individual stuff like yeah. there's so much out there that is just uh it's it's different like you can you watch one horror movie and then another and they're completely different there's nothing that is similar about those things and i feel like a lot of action movies they feel very similar, there's just oh, the story's different, you are like yeah, yeah. but it just yep. horror doesn't feel that way, and I, I I you know, I grew up renting horror films as as a kid that was probably way too young to watch it, but I didn't you know when you had a parent who didn't care, you know, <laughs> and I appreciated it, I wasn't you know i it, it maybe some of it scared me, I think I probably had some nightmares about chucky chasing me around when I was a kid after watching Child's Play for the first time, but uh i I just talk about movies is just a great thing and I'm, I'm happy I get to do it and I get to do it with somebody like you who has the same passion.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for, you know, wanting to come on and having this chat. Um, there's a few other things that we can talk about is like, I do want to get your ranking on this. I have a feeling I know what it's going to be, but out of 10, what would you rank child's play in 1988?
2: So I'm not going to give it a perfect score. I don't know how you want me to rank this out of 10
0: out of 10. You can anything. Anything you want to
2: Um, I'm probably going to give it a nine out of ten just for because I'm going to I'm going to take a point away of just how like just dumb these parents like this, like the adults, some of the adults, especially Mike, just dumb. Like I felt like Andy just got treated like shit this entire movie and I'm going to blame the adults so they get a point taken away. But other than that, this movie is just a, is I love the story. I love the performances. And when you have a kid actor. Of that age who can perform the way that Alex Vincent did in this movie, and then when he goes on and does Child's Play Two, he does a great job there. I gotta, I I gotta praise this movie because there's just a lot of movies that have child actors in it that just it just doesn't yeah. do so well. Uh but uh, but yeah, I I I just love this movie so much. It's one of my, it's probably top ten for me of all time. Oh wow, I watch it every year, probably multiple times a year. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Um yeah, a 9 out of 10,
0: definitely. I'm trying to remember what I gave it on the other show cuz I don't want to I don't want to give it something that I didn't. But I think and I gave it <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it was a 10 out of 10. Uh just because of how original this is, uh, that's one thing. Like yeah, I could dock points off for, you know, some of the adults being really dumb or or something else. But just for how original it was and how ambitious it was um, at the time, and also for the the animatronic and how great it looks. This is another thing that I always try to do. If there's a higher quality version of an older movie, I like to watch it to see how well special effects can hold up. And this movie, it's it's seamless. It looks the same no matter what kind of resolution you want to watch it in. Yeah. It holds up so well um and that's for you know cinematography and anybody who worked on any of the uh the parts from making chucky and whatnot in this in the sets. Oh, yeah. it's um it's it's amazing it's it's a really good film and it really breathed i think a new life into slashers at the at the time because the yeah. 80s was was filled with slashers um
2: and sequels a lot of slasher yeah. sequels and like friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street took over the 80s with you know they're they're i mean especially friday the Thirteenth because that started in 1980 and then it just was like a sequel every year for the entire and then but you know you're just like oh god we need something new here because we got nightmare four and friday six coming out in the same it's like yeah this was like that oh something new sweet and i think this is the same year uh hellraiser came out i think hellraiser came out in either yeah 80 it was either 88 or
0: 89 but i think it was 88 yeah. if i remember correctly um, which was also a really hard-hitting movie that's that's another right. one
2: right and then we had like the evil dead i think evil dead 2 came out in 87 yes yeah so uh you know it it was this was a definitely a breath of fresh air uh for all those sequels that yeah. we were that they were getting in the '80s. As I, I'm also, I, I I just missed the '80s by by like two years. So,
0: oh, <laughs> I was born in um in '93, so I missed it by uh, a. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, another thing too. Uh, a lot of people don't really categorize this first one as a horror film; they think of it more as like a a crime thriller, which I guess you could you could label it as that too. There is sort of that element. Or just a straight up thriller, which you know, there's that too. But it's also terrifying. It's oh yeah, it's definitely a horror film in my eyes. You can categorize it any way you want. And the whole rest of the the series just really like embeds it as a horror franchise, not like a thriller franchise. Especially once you get to like Bride and Seed and so on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. <laughs> so there we go. The good rankings, and hopefully everybody else you know likes the film just as much as Voss. And if you don't, I'm sorry. Um, find something else. <laughs> you know? Uh, maybe you like the remake slash reboot better. And if you do, I might have to talk to you on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong about liking it. Just I want to know if I would prefer it over the original. Um, but that's that's just me. And I think that's pretty much all I have for thoughts on this film. Um, Brett, is there anything that you want to add before we get into closing um go right ahead man
2: i mean i just I, I just if you ever want to talk like if you ever need someone to talk about any movie of this franchise i am i you know where to find me i I will talk about any movie of this franchise i actually got a uh, curse of chucky right here next to me oh, i was gonna awesome. set up, have a nice little chucky setup but I, I i found my blu-ray for this movie so there you go uh but uh yeah, I just this franchise is a lot of fun and to be able to like I feel like I haven't talked about a horror movie in a while. We we just got through the we just recorded for the last Terminator movie yesterday. So I'm <laughs> awesome. just like, ugh, I'm I'm kind of like Terminatored out. But like it's nice to 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 talk about something that I have already talked about, but it's just that passion of just like how much I love this movie where it's like I it's like Jaws. I could talk about Jaws any day of the week. Yeah, you know, like i could be on 75 podcasts just talk about jaws and that's how <laughs> i feel about child's play and um talking about it with somebody who has the same appreciation for it it just makes it even better so yeah. thank you uh, thank you for having me on this is this is this has been a blast
0: yeah it really has been and um for anybody who wants to know this will be coming out patreons on sunday and full release next monday so um i'll be putting that out and uh, yeah, it was awesome, Brett, for having you on. And uh, we gotta, you know, link up and get us on your show as well. And hopefully next time, Dean will be here. Um, he just had prior engagements because um, he he runs his own um, his his own business, so he's he's always busy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know he's got that hot sauce, and I and I'm like, ooh, I might have to snag some of that.
0: Yeah, we're trying to get him over here into the U.S. So um, just uh, keep your eye out, and I'll let everybody know. We're trying to get him into some conventions over here and i'm mm-hmm. going to try to help him um distribute whatever i can when he comes over hopefully ships some out to some people so i'll definitely get your name down and and get yeah, you definitely. on the on the waiting list for sure yeah
2: and and since we're both uh we both live in the same state we're i mean at some point we're going to have to meet each other exactly face to face yeah
0: okay. you need to come to the Salem Horror Fest uh, next year in april oh, man. man i'll be there I'll,
2: I'll have to look into it i'll um, send you a link
0: to it i'm i'm good friends with uh, the dr to have to salem
2: was during halloween and it was a mistake
0: yeah i go every year um, off season and on season (laughs) and yeah uh, it's it's very daunting the first time but after you're like yeah it's really fun to be around with a lot of people and see how how it is in the season so it can be very daunting if it's your first time i do recommend going on the off season everything yeah we
2: did our first time so i've been there i've been to salem twice it's only like i think two and a half hours away from from me that's Uh, not too bad the first time it poured the whole day so it was na- it was actually yeah, that sounds about right because there was nobody there because it was <laughs> pouring so it's like oh we'll get a little wet but we were able to go to all like the museums and stuff without a lot of long lines but then we were like hey let's go around you know in october yeah uh somebody should have told us not to because it was bonkers
0: yeah it definitely is yeah going on off season everything's still open um, except yeah. for the haunted houses, and maybe some shops might be um down, but everything's still open on the off season. It's great. That's that's my uh my home away from home, man. And I'm eventually gonna move there. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Wherever mm-hmm. I want to be. So um, yeah, definitely. I'll send you a link to the uh, the fest. Um, and you can sign up for like the uh, the mailing list so you know like when it's gonna be going on. It's gonna I think April twentieth to something. It's like a full week um usually they do it in october but they skipped this year cuz k wanted to make it bigger and wanted to do it on the off season for you know, reasons like you just said cuz it's crazy so yeah, doing it on exactly. the off season makes a lot of sense and add a little right. bit more variety throughout the year um so yeah um i'll be there for sure um trying to get dean to you know um vendor over there cuz in the uk he's at conventions all the time. He he vendors with his hot sauces there. Like almost every single weekend he's at another convention. Yeah, he does not stop. <laughs> he is like awesome. the epitome of the working man anywhere. He, like, he's doing a podcast, hot sauce, collaborations, conventions, yeah. just everything. Um and he's another person, if you ever want on any podcast, Dean's always um willing to go on and talk uh, about his company or movies. So um yeah, that's a little bit of background undine and things i'll be doing next year and uh brett once again this is awesome uh thank you for coming on man
2: hey thank you very much though it was an absolute pleasure being here uh talking with you because i i listen to you all the time so to be able to talk to you is definitely definitely a, a good time
0: <laughs> it's, it's always crazy hearing that but yeah i listen to your show i'm just like oh my god dude, i can't believe you listen to my shitty show over here oh man so thank you and for. We, the actually
2: have a, we actually have another connection. Uh, so
0: who, who created your
2: who created your logo
0: um barely lethal yeah
2: yeah guess what uh, he created our logo as well so we yeah. got a little connection there barely lethal good guy he's awesome uh, i remember when he was working on all of your your stuff for your podcast so that's kind of how i got i first found out about you and then I, I, I think we linked up on like Twitter. I think I followed you on Twitter. And then I started listening. I was like, oh, I should probably listen to his podcast. And yeah, said, yeah, I'm, and right. yeah, yeah, that sounds about
0: right. Yeah, so small world, cool. <laughs> yeah. very, very small world. That's awesome um, to hear those stories. Freaking awesome. Yeah, we will definitely link up and, uh, you know, figure out what we can do to get on your show. And I would love to have you back on anytime. Man. You're welcome.
2: I'm, I'm here. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. That was Child's Play 1988 with Brett from Dissect That Film. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the episode. I, Von Klaus, telling you the upcoming Within the Barons episode next week will be filled with fear as we go into the sewers and dive into what it was like fighting Pennywise with the kid.